Jack's just out here, like, <laughs> rattling off dog actors. Comet, the dog. Rocket, the dog. Soccer, the dog. All excellent dog actors. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at azhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. What I tell you, boys, America always sorts this shit out. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's wrong on the radio. It's Mark. Hey, friends. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 2004's Dawn of the Dead, whoop, which was whoop. a Mark pick, Hell yeah. unsurprisingly. <laughs> Not surprising. Uh, and we will dive all the way into that real soon, and fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And hey, if you like what we do and want to support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com slash a z horror, A-T-O-Z horror, and support the show at your level of choosing. But if you can't swing that right now or just don't want to, no worries, we just appreciate you being here, hanging out with us. But now it's time to do the getting drunk part, so on that score... Let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. Your movie, what are your beers for these fears that you picked? I'm going back to the two. The listening public demands it. Uh, I got Powder Hound Winter Ale, made by Big Sky Brewing. This one goes out to Chips, my buddy, the hero of the movie. Uh, And then I also got a- Just because he's also a hound? Yeah. He's not even really a hound dog. He's more like a spaniel. He's He's a dog. I think he's a shepherd. <laughs> yeah, shepherd, spaniel, something like that. Wow, you're really coming yeah. after chips, huh? You hate dogs. I mean, this is a pro <laughs> yes, cat podcast, I but I wasn't expecting this level of vitriol oh, about Jesus a dog. Fuck. Man, this is... this is a bad way to start. The dog. other one I'm drinking what? is a 50 caliber IPA by the Vernal Brewing Company here in Utah. Uh, although there is not directly a 50 caliber sniper rifle, there is a dude standing with a whatever a sniper rifle on the the can here, and this goes out to Andy. The silent protagonist. Yeah, you hear his voice (laughs) once. I like how your beer selections this week are dedications. (laughs) He's also not the protagonist at all. He is a protagonist. You can have multiple protagonists. He is a human in this movie. Uh, I'm going to go next because I'm drinking Rainier this week on the podcast. Hell yeah, Jack. Uh, Because much like Dawn of the Dead, it's good in the 70s. It's good now. Just all-time classic is Rainier. Rating spoilers? What's that? Rating spoilers? Sure. Uh, the real reason is I forgot that I had to get beer. Oh, <laughs> so, okay, that's fine. I'm drinking right here, but it's a, a good reason. <laughs> what episode? Is, what, probably... what episode number is this? 175? <laughs> yeah, 175 episodes in, you forgot you had to get beer. Yeah, I did. Yes, okay. yes, sir. Well, cool. I was blowing my kitchen up. That I can actually factually uh, assert that that is true. <laughs> yeah, that is not just Jake's an seen it in person. It is a war zone down there. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I, it stressed me out so much just to see it. Like, I'm a high-anxiety individual, but holy smokes. Yeah, so I'm drinking Rainier. Yep, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah you are. Okay, hey, how I, about you? I took a similar path to Mark. Uh, in a zombie apocalypse, bullets are really important. True. So I got some hot bullets with me today. It's like your lifeline during a zombie apocalypse, actual bullets. During our podcast, my lifeline is these. Yeah. Bullets of hops. There you go. So I got you some got of these. ready to go. Okay, yeah. solid. Is that a I triple like IPA? Am I remembering that correctly? It's a double. It oh. is eight percent. I mean, it's not. It's not light. Um, it's gonna. It's gonna hurt me. Let's you know, it's get nowhere near, sauced. but it's still a pretty good pick. <laughs> I didn't hear what Jack said because Mark was talking about sauciness. That's I just said go. it's no rainier, but it's a pretty good pick. Oh fuck! <laughs> You're right. It is no rainier, Jack. <laughs> but boys, drinking beer and watching the 2004 version of Dawn of the Dead isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other horror stuff. Uh, 
It maybe. Did any of us watch any Lost Beers for Fears movies? Yep. Cue that sound effect. Ace. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! Okay, so I didn't watch any movies. Mark, it sounds like you did. I did. So I watched uh, 2012's Under the Shadow, which is freely available on Netflix. I had to watch this, I think, for losing Black Swan. Uh, and okay. I'm pretty sure my theme for the poll was just movies that I wanted to watch. Good poll. Cool. <laughs> which Good is, pull. it's it's nice when I make the polls and I can do that for myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, Under the Shadow came out uh, a number of years ago. There was still a, a lot of talk about it when we first started the podcast. There was buzz, and I think it got international distribution a little bit later than when it actually came out. So if you look it up, it says 2012. But I want to say that it like hit bigger markets in 2015, 16, 17-ish. I don't know. Was this a foreign movie? Did you say yes. foreign movie? Yes, it's uh, I yes. Iranian, I believe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the, the concept of this movie is basically just like shit is getting scary and spooky in a war zone, I believe in Iran, in a bombed out like war zone of Iran. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Jake, you've seen this movie, I think, yes? Yep. Yeah, I really like this movie. Um, I went into this movie knowing very little about it other than that there was like this, the one scene that sort of makes the whole movie. And having watched it, the scene. I still have no idea what scene it was supposed to be. <laughs> uh, it, it, there's a certain jump scare involving a window. Interesting. Is the, is the scene that is referred to, I am more in your camp. I don't understand why it's so harrowing, apparently. Yeah, but I didn't either. If you it's were, not bad. If you were to push me against a wall and say which scene was the scene in this movie, I would say it's the one with the teeth, but that's just me. Okay. If you were okay. to push you against a wall? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> you push me up against a wall and be like, hey, man, what scene is this? Usually that sentence ends differently. <laughs> Well, I mean, we hadn't gotten to that part yet. Uh, this is this is a <laughs> That's good the movie. Foreplay. Talking this about horror a, movies is the foreplay. This is a good movie. I recommend you watch it. I I'm kind of glad I went in blind, except the the part that I did know kind of weirded me out because I kept thinking like other shit was going to happen and then nothing kept happening. It's more of a slow That's burn kind of than I kind of anticipated it being. But oh, it's very much a slow burn. Yeah, yeah. As totally. far as as far as a horror movie built around like how anxious you get just sort of sitting in a war zone and like waiting for shit to happen <laughs> sort of almost apropos to the current moment um i was gonna say uh this is this is a good one and i think it's relatively unique and the, the voices in it are are not particularly well represented in in film so i was happy to, to see that out there too uh, if you want to see this Neat. this is out there on netflix at least it was at the time that i watched it i haven't checked recently but um yeah should be out there. Easy I, to find. Yeah, and I'll jump in again. I, I It's been a few years since I watched this movie, but because it's on Netflix in the U.S., if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen it, I think it's absolutely... Like, I'll give this, like, the hardest possible recommend I could because it's unique and what you said, Mark, where it's from an area that we typically don't see much coming out of. But a fantastic movie. It really is. Nice. So if you like the genre, just go see it. You'll broaden your horizons. Pretty not solid. To get too like smarmy or whatever. It is. It is be. subtitled. We should. I just say that it's smarmy. It's not, it's not in English. Definitely not. Okay. Uh, and just for the record, smarmy definitely not the right word. But okay, Jake. Yeah. How about you? Any lost beers for fears you need? To uh, I have on? one. So nice. I couldn't make it to an episode where you guys talked about one cut of the dead because I was at uh, I was away for work. Okay. So you did the thing where I lose. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> I think you did then, the thing where you lose. I think you'll find. 
Uh, yeah, I think I said I'll take the L. I, it was a scheduling thing. It's bartering or whatever. I can't think of the word words today. Oh, my God. Bargaining? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> bartering and I'd bargaining be... are very similar in a way. Somewhat similar. I meant to use bargaining, and then I did use it, so it's fine. You'll find. Mark <laughs> made a poll. He put three Japanese movies in there. Uh, Pulse, uh, Tokyo Gore Police, and Haosu, or House. Tokyo Gore Police and House tied, so I had to pick one of the two. I was kind of hoping I'd get to watch Pulse, but I'd seen that before. I liked that movie. I hadn't seen either <laughs> of the other two. I'd heard a lot about one, House. Yeah. Not much about Everybody's Tokyo Everybody's heard about Haosu. Uh, so I picked House, and I watched it. Yeah, okay. What what a ride. Uh, <laughs> what a weird fucking movie. If you this is a movie that if you're if you're in a state where marijuana is legal and you partake in such things, you might consider that to be something that you would do in companion <laughs> with this movie. Um wow. What the fuck is this? It, it's so this is so weird because I actually understand what I think it's doing way more than I expected to. Like this is a movie that's renowned for being off the wall and weird. But having watched it, this is, I think, actually like a really good representation of how you could put a nightmare or just the dream world on screen. That's pretty solid. Like it, it is a dream. It bound, it has a super weird tone because of it, but it feels like what a dream world feels like after you've woken up and you start thinking about the dream that you just had that yeah. felt somewhat normal, and then you start realizing like all these things that's like that's not how w- the world works. People don't have six heads or something, <laughs> but in the dream it feels normal. It bounces back and forth between this kind of like it's all very bright and almost technicolor it's not a technicolor film i don't think but it's all it has that sort of look to it and it bounces from like this weird kind of cheery dreamlike ethereal almost romantic kitty sort of thing to like very bizarre dark people getting eaten by the house that they're in it's bizarre all right uh, but I I recommend it because <laughs> I've never seen anything quite like it. And uh, I think the other thing that's notable here is that there were actually a ton of different... They went and tried almost everything you could possibly try in the special effects department. For being made in the 70s, holy fuck. That's awesome. Like, it doesn't look... It doesn't look quote-unquote good. Sure. But it's super interesting. Like, they did everything. You have everything from, like, really weird perspective shots to, like, they've used backgrounds that are painted and they've built sets in front of them. That's cool. It's cool. It's a cool movie. Like, I can totally see... Honestly, I thought it was going to be shit. But it's not shit. It's actually pretty interesting and unique. Nice. How did you watch it? Yeah, I rented this one on Amazon. Okay. Yep. Pretty solid. Yep. That's all I have for this category. I'm, like, six weeks behind at this point. (laughs) Let's cue Scatman to talk about regular Rocking Horror Worlds. Scatman's World. And I have one to talk about this Yay. week. Actually, we, we we all have some. We have two movies that we cannot talk about yet. Uh, well, you just took mine because <laughs> I had. I mean, we only have so much time in a week. Yeah, we're gonna be on Nightmare Junkhead. We're gonna talk to them about some movies. We can't yeah. tell you what they are. Tune into their podcast. It's great. They're going through into the mouth of March Madness right now. Sorry to steal your th- sorry to steal your thunder. Holy fuck! <laughs> all fantastic. So if I can't talk about either of those movies, I watched one other movie. I watched uh, District Nine. Oh, yeah, um, I, I've wanted to okay. revisit that one. Neil yeah. Blomkamp, yeah. right? Exactly. This was That's supposed how... to be the Halo movie. <laughs> I'll tell you how this came to be. I uh, decided to, you know, surprise my wife one morning by waking her up by playing the, the music video for uh, Enter the Ninja uh, by D. Antwerd on the bedroom television nice. very loudly. Awesome, great. And so yes. that got me on a chappy train. Yep, it was a good choice. She she loved it. Uh, that got me on a, a D. Antwerd train, which got me on a Chappy train, which got me on a Neil Blomkamp train, and then I had to watch uh, District Nine. I gotta There's I gotta no tell you, it. 
two things about that thing you just said. One, <laughs> de-antwoord trains are fun as fuck and should only happen once every like three years or so just for your own personal sanity. I agree. Uh, and two, yep. what in the hell is a chappy train? I mean, I know the movie uh, Chappie, the- but how do you get on a train on one movie? I was trying to explain to my wife that DeAntward was, like, in a movie, and she was like, why were they in a movie? And I was like, I don't know, they were, like, teaching a robot how to grab his crotch and hold a gun sideways. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, Hugh Jackman's there? And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, it's Chappie. They teach a, they teach a movie. They teach a robot Zeph. Teach a robot how to be Zeph. Yeah. Got it's on awesome. a whole Chappie train. Chappie Made her rules. watch the trailer. Yeah. No, Chappie does not rule. Chappie rules. Bad. I don't want to hear it. That's a very bad film. District 9 fuck rules. You, I would man. like to talk about District 9. Yeah, District uh, 9 This rule. movie holds the fuck up. It is so good. The, like, found footage aspect of it kind of wanes. It's not fantastically, like, cohesive in that regard. Doesn't need to be. I don't give a shit. It's great. Um, it, This am, movie rules. Am I remembering correctly that this was one of the ones that does the thing where it's, like, found footage at the beginning, but then, I guess, spoilers for District 9 that came out 10 years ago, but... As he makes his transition into who he becomes, like it also transitions out of becoming uh, out of being a found footage movie, right? Yeah, like, kind of. I mean, it gets less yeah. and less found footagey as the plot happens. It starts as like a faux documentary, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then does not continue to be a faux documentary. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. what I mean. Like the found footage part isn't really cohesive. You don't really notice it when you're watching though, because uh, you're too fucking. I, this movie makes me feel sick inside. Oh god, it makes me so uncomfortable. Uh, any reason why? I don't really remember having that reaction to it. I mean, it kind of sucks that. Yeah. Are we just spoiling it but, as he as he changes? Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah, you're kind of dealing well, with like. There's good body horror. There's great yeah. body horror, yeah. and just like the way they handle his transformation makes me feel like I'm sick. Oh, okay. Makes me like makes me so uncomfortable. I just feel like oh, it's gross. it's actually yeah. I mean, it's not really a horror movie, but that part it, it's worth. It's a good inclusion because that part alone yeah. is. I mean, and then also like the parallels to uh, alien stuff. I mean, it's well. It's, I mean, yeah, it's apartheid. Yeah, but yeah. aliens with prawns. And it's just that yeah. that part makes me uncomfortable because it's prawns. It's but, horrible. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a great film. It holds the fuck up. Can still recommend it. The effects are great. Man, Neil Blomkamp yeah. knows what he's fucking doing. Except I'm happy to hear it holds up. I haven't seen that movie in years. Yeah. So it's, it's that's a good point. Good. Yep. It made me feel just as uncomfortable as it did the first time I watched Great. it. Weirdly, that movie has the honor of being one of the like 10 movies I own on Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Yeah. Solid. That's a good one to have on Blu-ray. That and Boo, apparently. That's oh, on DVD. That's only Thank DVD. you. <laughs> he has millions of DVDs, Jack. I have just quite a few Bursting DVDs, at the seams with DVDs. Well, Mark, speaking of your movies, what other movies did you watch this week? I watched a little movie called Scream 2, which came out in 1997. Okay. Uh, just Why? Want- uh, <laughs> just, just wanted to revisit it, you know. It's out there on Netflix. There's, so the, I think all, I'm not sure Scream 4 is available on Netflix, but you can basically watch all of them. Scream 5 was just announced, uh, being directed by the makers of yeah. Ready or Not, uh, the Radio Silence guys. That seemed really interesting. We watched Scream not too long ago. Um, and, you know, last time we were on Nightmare Junkhead, we reviewed Scream 2, so I wanted to revisit it so that I could probably remember some stuff to talk about when we when we join them next week. Yeah, totally. Hell yeah. I mean, why not bring Scream 2 into a conversation that's totally not related to Scream 2? <laughs> I mean, it's, that's as on topic as Mark may have ever been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you never know what's going to come up. But also, I mean, it's also just a good movie. Uh, Scream kind of rules as far as the franchise go it's remarkable how good their sequels are in comparison to what like an average horror sequel is 
Uh, but they stay pretty smart. They stay well paced, and you still got the the ghost face as a great villain. I mean, honestly, like maybe not top four like Mount Rushmore of slasher villains, but it's pretty close. I top, disagree. Top, uh, top. I'll give it this: top slasher villain of the new mil- of the new millennium. Well, but it came out in nineteen ninety seven or whatever. Scream one. Uh, Six? okay. Fuck. Nineties <laughs> <laughs> on top. Top nineties on. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It's up there. Right. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Right. It's an My iconic horror franchise. Yeah. I like Candyman better than Ghostface. When did that come out? 90, Fuck, now we're considering the 90s. Yeah. Uh, Ghostface feels more modern than Candyman. Candyman's more classic. The new Candyman looks so good. He's also not really a slasher. He's definitely a slasher. He's sort of a slasher. Oh, God. You, He's too, type. like, ethereal. I don't know. <laughs> it's like Freddy. Freddy's a slasher. Yeah, it's different, though. Uh, it isn't. It's also fun how much pull the whole franchise has, but Scream 2 in particular randomly pulls in, like, I'm just going to read off my notes here. Heather Graham, Omar Epps, Jada Pinkett, Leave Schreiber, who was in the first one but had a smaller role, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Portia de Rossi, Jerry O'Connell, and Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Like, That's a hell of a cast. That is a fucking awesome cast. <laughs> just randomly. And I mean, a few of them hadn't really been huge yet. I don't think Timothy Oliphant had many big roles under his belt, but he just worked out to be an incredible actor. But still, I mean, whatever. Scream 2 is fun. I went back and watched it. It's on Netflix. Like I said, I think all of them are on Netflix at this point. If you're having a particular itch and you're self-quarantining and you want something to put on in the background, Scream 2 is great. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Yep. Uh, that's all I had this week. We obviously had the two other movies. Those are in my belt. I'm ready to talk about them. But, uh, you know, stay tuned to the Nightmare Junkhead podcast. And then also, I think we'll probably do a little bit further of a breakdown of those two on future podcasts once theirs has dropped, I assume. Sure. That checks out. Cool. Jake, how about you? You got anything beyond those two movies that you already talked about <laughs> that you can't talk about? No. Cool. Good. I, I led with this. Glad I did it in this order. Yeah, I am too. I'm super <laughs> glad. It really broke the whole, you know, whatever. We are. We're tight. Pro fine. <laughs> 175 episodes in. This is the quality. It's so hot in this room. It is wildly hot in this room. I'm freaking out. It, let's go to the feature presentation. That's fine. Is that what we do now? <laughs> <laughs> Over at ADCHorde.com this week, we watched 2004's Dawn of the Dead. Now, Mark, you picked this movie. I sure did. Explain why. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I fucking love this movie. It's a great zombie movie. <laughs> uh, to be fully honest with you, I've only seen the original Romero one. The eight, Is that 87, I think? One, 70s. Uh, 78? Maybe I switched the numbers. Uh, I've only seen that one once, and it was a long fucking time ago, so I am not able to comment on it. I did say I was gonna, I was planning on watching it for this, but we've been kind of inundated with other stuff, so I'm. it's on the top of my list to watch in the next week, probably, and I'll weigh in further on that one, but cool. I just, I like Zack Snyder films. I'm like one of the few people who that actually is true for, and I, this is one of the Jesus. initial, this is, really? Did we sour on Zack Snyder that hard? Zack Snyder's cool, I'd man. I never. No, he's not. I look. I liked Three Hundred when it came out, and when we were sixteen. Yeah. Uh, and apart from that, they all kind of stink. Three Hundred is Three Hundred stylishness still holds up. Yeah, it, absolutely. It is overly aggressive. Yeah, and that's a thing. It's a very specific yeah. thing. Yeah. The fact and, that neither of you are mentioning The Watchmen is also distressing. That movie. I don't, I don't like that movie. movie. <laughs> I oh, movie. boom. Fuck yeah. I don't think Whatever, that's a good movie. Same exact words, same exact cadence, same exact time. Uh, and I'm sort of indifferent toward this movie. I find it fun and entertaining, but my life, my wife 
very much my wife likes, <laughs> my wife very much likes the movie sucker punch for some reason so that's also true <laughs> Which, oh, one another stinker. Which one is that? It's a bad one. Sucker Punch is the one where it's things. like four, yeah, these four girls in an insane asylum having these weird like, fantasies fighting robots and shit. It's kind of cool. Whatever. I also think they're also, they're, they're being raped and abused. It's horrible. Yeah, well, it's another it's one of the ones that's based off of a, of a graphic novel. But anyways, this isn't, this is, we're not going down this rabbit hole. I enjoy Zack Snyder. <laughs> I, I like the way he tells stories in this weird, stylish, like, he typically has pretty good soundtracks in his movies, that type of stuff way. And okay. uh, the marriage of that with Dawn of the Dead, I thought worked particularly well. So I and this it. was his feature-length film debut as a director. Was it really? Um, yeah, huh. which I mean, makes sense. It's why like none of his like stylistic elements are really present in this to the degree they are in any of his other movies. Uh, he he so, moves in a little bit di- different direction, too. Like, yeah. There's more, you have more like leverage to do that when you get into more of a superhero-y territory. Absolutely, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is this is sort of like watching early versions of uh, Mike Flanagan movies too, where it's like he's not necessarily doing the stuff he does best, but there you can see those you you can see his creative hand yeah. at work. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, I I saw this movie around the time it came out. I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Saw it in high school. And haven't seen it since. Yeah. Saw didn't it in high like school, it. Have not school. watched it. <laughs> I didn't. Well, my thing with it was like I I watched it. I thought it was okay. Yeah. And I felt like it was inferior to the original and I never had a reason to go back. Yeah, definitely. That was my thoughts on it. That, and that's about until my Until I gave it. you that reason. Exactly. You gave me the reason and I went back to it. <laughs> You're right. Give me one reason Ooh. to stay here. <laughs> and turn right back around. Uh, could you do that but Irish, please? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> give me one okay. reason to stay uh, here. That's not Irish. <laughs> Close. He saved me because I was about to get into it. <laughs> oh damn it! Oh man, really? I you started. Give it a shot. Give it a the shot. Audio. Jake. I started. I started. Yeah, I'm not this, doing it the now. Skype delay is killing us today. Yeah, damn it! Uh, hey, Mark, you picked this movie. I sure did. You know what that means? You have to give us a thirty-second plot <laughs> no. synopsis. Thirty seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's gonna start when you start. Anna is a nurse who wakes up to a zombie apocalypse. Her husband dies. Uh, her husband becomes a zombie and tries to kill her. She runs away, meets Ving Rhames. They go to a mall. They meet a bunch of other survivors, including a security team at the mall. Uh, they survive there generally for a little while and then decide to escape. Their best escape, they think, is on a boat going off to some islands. Uh, they make a bus that has, like, a cow plow on it and all this other shit. They escape. Everyone dies except for, like, a, the core four, and then they get off into the lake, and then the credits roll, but then when they make it to the island, there's still zombies on it. Oh, my God, there's zombies everywhere. It's a zombie movie. <laughs> Time. Yeah. Yeah, you Pretty got much. I hey, was Mark, worried about you when I you have... corrected yourself from her husband died to yeah. her husband turned into <laughs> You turned it around. <laughs> yeah. You went faster. You went faster from that point on. There was a bit of panic I could sense. I have a question for you, though. I forgot I had to do that part. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Did they escape? Escape. Yeah, they totally escaped. Okay, cool. You said it like six times. I was trying to make fun of you, but you broke the cadence. <laughs> Listener, our connection is really particularly bad today, so you're going to notice some minor issues because of covid probably we're gonna plow uh, through i'm sure it. it's covid covid is clogging up the internet yeah it's plugging up all the it's gumming up the world everybody's working from home having to remote into shit <laughs> latency has never been higher <laughs> or lower higher Worse. high latency why would worse. you want to be chaff <laughs> i don't know why would you want to be wheat <laughs> All right, worse. boys. Just say worse. Let's get into our award-winning segment. What in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits zombie. into? Except zombie. He fuck did, you, dude. You do it every week. You got to be more coy or something. Well, Mark said zombie. It's a zombie. It's a zombie movie. movie. Yeah. Action. 
Uh, yeah. Sure. Do we have action as a subgenre? Action horror is a subgenre. Yes. Okay. That's, that's this. what this is. That. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundo P, buddy. Yeah. Ving Rhames. Use Hundy P. Mackay Pfeiffer. Do we have Mackay Pfeiffer as a sub subgenre? <laughs> that's a subgenre. Believe it or not, that's a sub subgenre of action horror. Yes. Yes, it is. Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah. There we go. Well, this yep. fits right into that. Oh, uh, that's it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think there's much else here. <laughs> Re- no. Remake. I mean, that's another one that you. Can, oh yeah. Guess, Remakes. Yeah. Good. 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 Award-winning that's segment. Now it. That's yeah. If that's a new one, I, listeners, we're never gonna run out of these. Shockingly, <laughs> you think we will? We won't. Uh, well, when we keep adding good subgenres like Mackay Pfeiffer, just call them what they are, Jack. Yeah, call them by their name. Yeah. Sub subgenre. Mark. Yes. I get the feeling that you're the highest on this movie. What does this movie do right? I I actually would say this movie has quite a few things, uh, in particular that it does right. But there's one that I already mentioned, so I'm gonna drop it back here. Uh, music. The soundtrack of this movie is very well done. Uh, it adds humor and fun and also augments the individual moods of the scenes. So in particular, there are three that I think are, are, are good. The first off on the opening credits, you have Johnny Cash is when the man comes around, which is yep. not doing too much there, but like, it's a good, it's setting the table well for yeah. the apocalypse. Yeah, um, it works. You have "Don't Worry, Be Happy," the Muzak Mall elevator music yeah, version. That one's pretty solid. When I they first that enter in much. and they're trying to clear the crossroads. Um, yes. And then, lastly, and this is the one that like made the movie. This is the one that still sticks in my brain. And this is the one where, like, if you mention the name of the movie to me, this is immediately what I go to and start playing this on Spotify. Is Richard Cheese's cover of "Disturbs <laughs> Down with the Sickness" for the fun mall montage. Up. Get down with the sickness. <laughs> it's it's great. It's so good. Now I like the song. I like the soundtrack. I was gonna put that it does middle just because the transition into that cover of Down with the Sickness is, is so jarring and totally inconsistent. Uh yeah, what happens immediately prior? Something dark happens. Is that the scene in the uh in the parking garage? I think it uh, might be. <laughs> Yeah, somebody gets shot, and they're, like, screaming and crying. He's like the, and... It's like the crony of the main security guy before the security, main security guy becomes, like, bro yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They it's, shoot him. It's when the it's the legless zombie who, like, rapidly monkey bars and then kills the guy, and then they're like, yeah, flash cut to Richard Cheese's. I mean, that is... I'm fine. It's like a montage. I actually have, a, I have an opposite take, because that might be my favorite zombie kill in the movie because at least that's semi-unique but it's it's also it's legless I, I like, monkey bar zombie kills pretty good I dude. like the I like the zombie kill and it's but it's emotionally impactful right there's it's like quiet and you're oh my god everybody's freaking out yeah but no one liked that guy that guy was a tool anyway who fucking cares they that just a got great a dog? zombie kill yeah like acquire dog Hound, bonus really. lose that clown also bonus. <laughs> no, also no, no, good zombie this kill. This was pre-getting the dog. Bonus. I think it's a different kill. Anyway, it, oh. anyway, it's an emotionally resonant kill, and then it transitions into <laughs> a soft cover of Down with the Sickness while they're all living happily. Yeah, it's where they're bizarre. golfing off the roof and playing, like, kill that celebrity well, and, like, fucking that the video store and yeah. shit. Yeah, they're just showing Phil from Modern Family <laughs> just straight boning yeah. in the video store. Yo, he also has a pretty solid golf swing. <laughs> I don't know what his handicap is, but I guarantee he has an index. Pretty Does good. he really? It's it looks solid... like he was crouching too much. He has like, oh uh, yeah, but yeah, but I I don't know which of the women is he having sex with the the blonde the... one that smokes. Yeah, the blonde one who arrives the in one. the truck. The hot one. The the hottest one. Okay. In the movie. Okay. There's Bang only like four it. women. I don't know how you're struggling with this. There's the one that's in, uh, that's involved with the security guard. There's Anna, the main character. There's the one he's fucking, and there's the older lady who is the driver of the truck. Because because I don't remember what happens to her. I can't. There's no. There's also the pregnant one. 
Oh yeah, but she's she's cloistered. She is uh she's yeah, away for to most of the movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, Mark, I agree. The soundtrack is very good. Jack, she's the one who gets chainsawed in the back of the bus at the end. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's just kind of there sometimes. Yeah, she is legit. if you are going to forget that a character is in this movie, she is of the ones that like survive to the end, she is the one. She's just like suddenly she's also there. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually not even sure she's introduced when they like first bring people out of the van. She's just like, then there's just a guy, there's just this lady who is fucking Phil. And you're like, wait, who's she? And yeah. And they keep giving it's her so lines. Weird. You're like, oh, okay. She's been here the whole time. All right. <laughs> she's been at that mall for 40 years. <laughs> she was living there already. Exactly. Uh, Mark, I think another thing I like about this movie, and it kind of goes, goes along with that, is that I think this is a very funny movie, and the jokes work pretty well in this. Yeah, there's, I, it's not like outright laughter movie, but it, I, it's well written enough that like there's some poetry to it, there's some irony to it, there's the whole scene where Ty Burrell's character is like, look, if I ever get bit, you put a bullet right in my fucking brain or something like that, and then of course that's exactly what happens, and Anna shoots him in the face, and everybody's like, Dude! <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But there's and shit like that. How about this little bit of trivia, Mark? The original writer of this movie was James Gunn. Okay. James Gunn. Then they had to bring in two new writers to take over because James Gunn left early so that he could focus on Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. That makes a lot of sense. That's a good career move on his part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, and I mean, clearly it didn't pan out because his career went straight down the tank after that. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Oh, that's a real that's a real sliding doors situation. <laughs> he could be a more of a multimillionaire now if he hadn't done that. <laughs> I mean, you know, you cut your teeth on a zombie movie and then you do some, like, kitty Scooby-Doo something or other. You, you, you fill out your portfolio. Hmm. Yeah, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, ha- but did you have anything to elaborate on with the overall sense of humor? Or I, I think it's well used. It's not, like, too much. It's not too frequent. It's not, and apart from that one tonal shift, I think it all tonally fits really well. Um, like even just that montage is pretty funny the way things are put together, uh, and like the playing chess with with the Andy across the across the parking lot with binoculars. It's all very good and well spaced out. Yeah, and I think you need that in a zombie movie because if you just have dreary bullshit for two hours, then it's just a depressing slog. And sometimes that well, works in zombie movies, you know, going back to like, like 28 Hero- Days Later. Like yeah. 28 Days Later, or I was thinking of Here Alone or whatever that's just like sad throughout the entire fucking movie. Like, oh God, that fucking movie. Yeah. They're good, but also I don't ever want to watch that movie ever again <laughs> because of the way it made <laughs> me feel. Um, sure. So, you know, this one is one that's a little bit more fun, and I think that's useful as a zombie movie. Like, I could go back and watch this one right now if I wanted to, and I watched it yesterday. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, overstay its welcome. Good. Exactly. Exactly. What else do we have that does right? The zombies themselves. Uh, sure. What about them? So when this, might elaborate on this, so this hasn't, this has sort of become less of a unique thing about this movie. But I remember when this came out, it was a big deal that the zombies were sprinting and like, no. and like fully attacking people. Yeah, those people had not seen Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, Twenty Eight Days Later is the one that did it. Mark's hey, just googling what year that came out. Twenty Eight Days Later was two thousand two. This was 2004. Okay. People had not seen 28 Days Later. It wasn't as big of a movie. It wasn't. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't blame them, and your point still stands. But I just want to clarify here, as the not zombie guy, that well, this is because I, I of just happened to know later. the year every zombie movie came out. Shut up! 
<laughs> I, you walked into my trap, and I appreciate that. Uh, still, though, the You're brutality welcome. of the zombies is something that you hadn't seen a lot of then. Fine. It wasn't the first yes, one ever, yes. but you, so, yes. you said it earlier. The, a zombie monkey barring frantically at someone to attack them from above is a pretty impressive I mean, that's hilarious. And creative zombie maneuver. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Totally. totally. No, they had more physicality than what most people were used to out of a zombie movie 100%. Right. Yeah. This isn't the shambling undead. This is the aggressive and will fuck you up undead. Yeah. And I'm I'll let you get back to if you have more on this point, but I do have to insert here that what you were talking about with the monkey barring, I think plays into what I was going to say and I think the choreography is what I'm just going to call it in this movie is actually pretty good. Sure. They do some weird stuff that we'll talk about later with the way in which they I guess directed it, but the choreography itself, how people are on screen physically and what they do is rock solid, I think. Yeah. Like, even in the blocking, first scene think, when, yeah. what's her name? I don't fucking know the main character. She, like, when she goes in, she goes, like, through the bathroom door and into the tub, like, that has a visceral punch to it. And you're like, okay, there's going to be some, like, believable momentum here. Yeah. There's going to be some brutal physicality. And for the most part, it held up. Absolutely. Yeah, even just the, even just the husband getting, like, attacked by the nine-year-old in the hallway. Yeah, don't yeah. don't have sex in the shower. You'll miss important emergency broadcasts. Well, <laughs> I mean, those two things can be separated. <laughs> this, you can <laughs> have nope. sex in the shower. Nope. nope, never. You'll miss emergency broadcasts. One to one. The thing I would point out here is that maybe the emergency broadcast shouldn't be broadcast for like ten seconds. Maybe it should be on loop. <laughs> maybe you should take down America's Got Talent or whatever to put that on. This is a nitpick. This is a nitpick. You're getting a nitpick. Okay, that's not how broadcast <laughs> emergency broadcasts work. Um, I actually did want to talk about that a little bit because I think the overall, the opening scene sets a phenomenal tone for this movie. It's hitting all of the initial zombie tropes of capturing like the outbreak when she's at the hospital of like, wait, he went to the ICU because someone bit him? And like yeah. that type of shit and just not really seeing the things that are happening. It has a lot of the things that Shaun of the Dead ends up aping a little bit later where she thinks that, you know, the guy in the back of the ambulance is dead and he sits up not and later. he's fine. Not later. Shaun of the Dead was set to release on the exact same day as this. Fuck you, God! I okay, whatever. And and no, but they, it's like a whole thing. They had to postpone Shaun of the Dead because like studios were like, no, we're not <laughs> having both of these movies. It will confuse people. Mark Jack knows this shit, man. He's a zombie guy. <laughs> you guys are the zombie guys. I don't know why I picked this movie. <laughs> My point is, it hits all of the zombie tropes of especially like the way it rolls out. They do it in an in an efficient way that it only takes about I don't know three or four minutes to get the whole thing set up, and then you have the. What is essentially the cold open for the movie where her husband gets attacked, the physicality of her escaping, the reveal of society having fucking devolved into chaos, and then the escape. Yeah, it's I, it, it's pretty good. I like it because it's like the first bite, and then she passes out, and you and then you watch Johnny, you listen to Johnny Cash and see like headlines, and after that, like another little montage, if you will. Then it's like she wakes up from being passed out, and now it's an apocalypse. Yeah. It's a pretty it's pretty good. I think yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's hard for me to not like the way most zombie movies begin. Yeah. Cuz like well, we're talking the two others guy. that we've compared it to like Shaun of the Dead is f- perfect. Perfect. Yeah. 28 Days Later is perfect. Yes. That's my favorite intro of maybe oh, any movie ever where yeah. he's walking around abandoned London and Godspeed Finds Black Emperor cold Pepsi. is blaring. Yeah. It's f- that part actually. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, it's less than perfect cuz the fucking product placement. But it's so good. Ah, this Pepsi, is great too. Refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> Pepsi is you know what zombie movies do well? They, that intro. They really hit the intro <laughs> hard. I do want to mention something here, though. This is another, like, all of these modern zombie movies have to, to- like, figure out what they're going to do about 
having being out in a world where people should know what zombies are. And so there's like a way you can address it or not address it. And I like the uh, way of just don't fucking mention it. Nobody knows what zombies are. Uh, oh, really? You don't like that? I don't. But yeah, you think they should address it? Yeah, the Z yeah. word. Yeah, maybe I, talk to me about I, the Z word. At least be in disbelief or something. Yeah. I think there was an inflection point around the time uh, Call of Duty World at War came out, which was the game that had the zombies mode in it, where zombies had been around, obviously, for fucking ever since the 60s, since Night of the Living Dead, but they weren't, like, totally ubiquitous and in the zeitgeist and all this stuff. And then that mode was so ridiculously popular in, like, video game culture, it skyrocketed into, into pop culture as a whole, and people became way more aware of just zombies as a whole. There was some stuff before that. There was the game, or there was the book that came out of like how to prep for a zombie apocalypse. That was, from there the was World War Z. Like, yeah, World, yeah, World, World War Z, was Z exactly. There was so, thriller. So, thriller, yeah, thriller. Uh, you know, sure. I mean, that was more werewolves than anything, but okay. What do you think happened in Thriller? <laughs> I think that Michael Jackson turned into a werewolf in Thriller. No, but he's, he's got like, cat eyes at the very end. There's like a lot. There's a he's dancing with undead zombies. people. <laughs> I mean, there are. I'm not saying there aren't zombies. I'm saying that like that's primarily a werewolf thing. There's a howl in the in the thing. It can okay. (laughs) It can. I see. I see what you're saying. It is both. But what you see a lot of is zombies, (laughs) and what you see none of is werewolves. Hey, you see the end. You see his cat eyes. (laughs) Werecat. He's a werecat. (laughs) Oh, even more unique. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, I think we've already exposed the theme of this podcast is that Mark's just going to say something and then be immediately corrected every single time. So I'm just going (laughs) to lean into it. Fuck it. Why not? Uh, Anyways, I do think there was a cultural reflection point around zombies as a pop culture thing that people were aware of roughly around that time in like 2008, nine. So this was this preceded that. I don't know if my mom would have been able to tell me all that much about zombies prior to 2007. Maybe, yeah. I still think, though, that it was, it was prevalent enough that they should have mentioned it, like they do in Shaun of the Dead. They deal with it. What year did Zombieland come out? Oh, six? Damn, that's another one. I, I mean, the the sheer, like, just the, the way you can get to the mainstream with, like, a comedy, comedy horror as opposed to horror comedy, right? And then, like, the rules of zombie apocalypse. Sure. So that helped, too. Zombieland yeah. 1 lot. came there out was a, nine, just so you know. There was a lot that happened in the aughts that helped zombies into, like, the new world, like, what is now modern culture. Sure. So, I, like, Mark, everything you're saying, I agree with. But this, yeah, we, this we kind went of treats the zombie like, sons. This kind of treats it like The Walking Dead treats it, right? Where they just assume nobody's ever heard of a zombie or read a book about a zombie right. or anything like that. Which I find weird. But... It is It is a little weird, but it's also, I mean, because this one is so on-the-nose zombies, yeah. that it would be weird. Like, if this was set in a world where zombies existed in pop culture, it'd be weird. Like, they're biting people, and then people are dying well, and getting Yeah, up. we're supposed to be in zombies. what the movie does right, so I'm getting a little... There's some, like, weirdness okay. happening I like in my brain. But there's, like, almost, there's, there's, almost, there's almost, like, an alternate version of this movie where the security guards are playing Nazi zombie mode in their, like, mansion of TVs at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, that would totally yeah, yeah. fit and be totally... That would make sense. Yeah. I buy that. And I don't know um, how much that buys you. Does... I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I don't know how much that buys no, you good. at this point. Like, why not just have people know what zombies are? Like, there, there's just one extra step of just like, oh, yeah, we got to shoot them in the head. I okay, agree, because cool. then you, I don't want to get into the fucking, yeah. Okay, but then you don't get Tom Savini. I, you still can. What? <laughs> That's something the movie does, right? They treat Tom Savini with respect, which they should. They, they are, there are so many call outs to the original. Yeah, yeah well, and he, he, also has, got a, he has a good cameo. Like yeah. he has a good cameo in this movie. 
Yeah. Uh, something. So because this is now we're connecting the dots with the Tom Savini thing, something else this movie does right, which a zombie movie needs to do is like the physical effects with practical. So Heather Langenkamp, Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street, did, yeah. the, did the effects in this movie. It's crazy. interesting. Yeah. I saw and that in the, in the closing credits and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. She, she owns did. an effects studio. Bang yeah. up job. Yeah. She's fucking in it, man. And bang up job here. I mean, it looked pretty good. Like, I don't have any issues with it, really, other than, like, a couple small Some of the explosions things. look bad. Yeah, but, but that's not really... I'm talking practical They look on great, the people. Yeah. They look good. For, explosions are not her. No. Well, they for might be, a movie, but... For a movie that came out in 2004 that uses CG heavily at certain points, it looks good. There isn't anything yeah, much agree. like... It looks, yeah. it looks yeah. good. There, there are other movies that came out in the early 2000s that look way <laughs> worse than this one does. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Mark, you said Ken Forey is in the movie, right? He's the evangelist preacher guy on TV. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a weird cut away, but I appreciate that they did it. They they get in the whole tagline of the dead will if when hell freezes or when hell is full, the dead will walk the earth or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Having cameos is in general a boon for the movie. And even the yeah, what the clothes point. store is called Galen Ross, um, and she played Francine in the original yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, uh, Day, Dawn of the Dead. Okay. One of the deads. Which, Who knows? All very good. Yeah, something of, of, the, of the dead series. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yes, I I feel like that is an actual series. I don't know if it's fully realized, but sure, why not? You got yeah. all the way to Day of the Dead or Land of the Dead or whatever the fuck. You have so many. There's so many. <laughs> oh, uh, the last one, the last one I had under does right is um, that in I I don't talk about this that much, but this is one of the few movies where I almost always watch to the end credits. I, and by that, I mean the end of the end credits. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, you missed a scene. <laughs> <laughs> they're mercifully short, for one thing, and the music, which is disturbs down with the sickness, not the, not the Richard Cheese version, is a banger. Yeah. But also, like it's just animated well. It has a way of keeping you engaged by showing you what the life is like, what boat life is like, you know, as they're out on the yacht. It's bad. <laughs> it's it's bad. Well, and that's sort of the fun thing is it's like almost kind of a happy ending as they're sailing away and what's his name kills himself on the dock and then it fades to yeah. black. But then they're like, yeah, it got worse. <laughs> this, these weren't. They find, they, there's somehow a zombie in a cooler. I want to know more about that fucking zombie. Yeah, the the little stories that weren't told. <laughs> Someone who's like, I'm gonna behead this guy and then throw his head into a cooler and not overboard for some reason. Fuck it, I don't know. <laughs> they run weird. out of water, they run out of food, and then they land on a finally land on an island and they're overwhelmed by by zombies and then there's another 30 seconds of outro credits. It's great. Ving Rhames says get that fucking camera out of my face. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you do more Ving Rhames impersonations? No. Okay. Good. Uh, they're all they're all like one word, so <laughs> say something. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't have anything else that does hard right. I did want to mention, uh, I, I, so I'll transition this into middle. That's the, a good thing to do. That's the next part of the podcast. The fact He's that learning. this one takes place over the course of like a few days or a week versus a few months is interesting. I have um, a really hard I, time figuring out what the time scale is I, in this movie. <laughs> right. It was very clear in the original Dawn of the Dead because a woman is getting more and more and more pregnant. And here, she's just kind of always pregnant. She was um, very pregnant the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I mean, you get the idea. It's definitely like at least a week, right? With all the montages and happy living and shit. They, they establish some kind of equilibrium. The happy living. Yeah. 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 It and almost I seems longer I, than I like that, it better. Though. I mean, I feel like the guy, like, I feel like Andy would have more food. I don't know. That That's really hard. He doesn't, it I, seems I, weird that he would starve within like five days. 
I here's here's my take on this. They were in there for long enough to where the days bleed together, and they've been in there for a while. Yeah, it could okay. be a few weeks. It could be a month and a half. Like whatever, they were in there for a while. I, I mean, the the director said it's thirty days. Okay, apparently, fuck. I, I, but what I'm saying is, there's basically no difference between right. twenty and sixty. Right. Like you're in there. Yeah. I, apparently, there's a, a special feature on the DVD of like a, an Andy's log of stuff going okay. on. And that's that's where it says it's okay. it's been like thirty days. So. I mean, other than the obvious, like, you're going to run out of supplies at some point. Right. That's obvious, but they weren't, it, that, that was not the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. What else do we have that does middle? Anything? I had, Existing. I had Snyder's direction here, actually, and we already kind of touched on this a little bit. I am a defender of the Zack Snyder, but he directs this in a way that I think is overdramatic, but I think overall that serves the movie really well. It has just the right amount of unrealisticness. If you know what I mean? Like, he directs this like it's a comic book movie. Which kind turns of. out I, is almost his specialty. That, okay. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a specialty, because the comic book movies he's made are bad. But they're objectively not. That's a fucking bad opinion. Watchmen is a great adaptation. 300 is a pretty good adaptation of that graphic novel. And Sucker Punch, not a great movie overall, but also not a great graphic novel overall. Like, the dude shoots good, what he dude. knows. I, I agree with you that uh, I think Watchmen is is a pretty good adaptation and it's it's not I don't dislike it as much as Jake does but hey he's done movies since then and no. they are unwatchably all right. poor all right hold on I gotta come in the reason I think the I gotta clear the air on the Watchmen thing the Watchmen I am on I am you're the trapped person. in here with me I don't like superhero movies and Watchmen was, sold was that to yeah, me was that a Ving Rhames impersonation yeah. <laughs> He's doing it, man. Watchmen was sold to me by someone on this podcast, I won't name names, as the the superhero movie that would I would like. And I watched it and I fucking hated it. <laughs> and I've never been I've never recovered. Did you watch HBO? I would have said Watchmen that someone series? No. You oh, would it's like so HBO's good. Watchmen it's series. So it's good. I can't do it again. I it's can't do it again. Fantastic. My trust has been... He's he's had his heart broken too many times, Jack. <laughs> too many times. <laughs> once. Too many times. Yes, that's too many times. I mean, a lot of people <laughs> say that having your heart broken once is too many times. Yeah, you shouldn't... No one should have to have their heart broken. It's sad. Well, then we wouldn't get such good music. Affair. Like, Art is... From Morrissey. Cruel, cruel, cruel. Ooh, buddy. Damn. Cheers. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, wow, where the fuck were we? <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back on topic. What I'm saying here is that I feel like, even though, so this is Snyder's for his his directorial debut of a feature length film, and what he what he is good at is making things the right amount of dramatic and the right amount of stylist stylistic like exaggeration, where yep. this okay. feels like al- almost like a comic book type movie before they became big, which is actually a very good stylistic thing for a zombie movie. And that's what I like so much about it. You have like these exceptionally gory scenes and these like crazy huge set pieces. uh, But you also have these like interpersonal stories that are told and like the actual character arcs of this movie are pretty well realized. I would say in general, there's probably a few you can pick apart, but like I like the character arcs overall in this movie. And I feel like his direction has something to do with that. Yeah, and the over the topness, like there, there are parts of this that, like now, just given where I am in life and having experienced like the things that are out there, when I watch this now and I see like when they're exiting in the two trucks and there's like the zombies all over the cars and then there's like the propane tank and like set piece stuff, I think back to that video game that I can't remember the name of, and Mark will help me in just a second. Where you're in the like, it's a direct take on this 
movie and the original movie where you're in the mall Left and for you dead? get weapons. Left, Left for you're dead. You're in the mall and oh, you get Rising. You're thinking of Dead Rising and 2. you kill zombies. That's what you do. You get cool weapons and you kill zombies. Like you're swinging around like fucking jack-in-the-box heads Lawnmowers, yeah. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Is that Left? That's not Left for Dead. No, no you're talking about Dead Rising it. 2 published by Capcom. Yeah, Dead Rising 2, that. Yeah. Or Dead Rising, probably. There's also Dead Rising 1, which I don't think is in a mall. I played less of that one. But Dead Rising 2 is definitely huh. in a mall. The whole thing Yeah, is in I a mean, mall. that's that's what I think about now. But yeah, that, that kind of plays into that same sort of over-the-top element that you're talking about. Yeah. Mark, it's interesting you mentioned the comic book movies, because this was, like, right on the cusp of the big comic book movie boom, right? Like, this came out the same year as Spider-Man 2, which is, like, the first big, hugely beloved resurgent comic book movie. I did love that movie. That was directed by Eli Roth, wasn't it? No. <laughs> no Spider-Man 2? Sam Raimi. Was he did he did 3? Sorry. Oh nope. fuck. Yeah, sorry. Sam Raimi. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Almost the they same. They both time. have our <laughs> last names, okay? <laughs> but yeah, you know what I meant. Sam Raimi. Yeah. Now Jake, I think you were starting to mention I, I heard I you say it. what the movie does I middle is on. all of it. <laughs> existing is what i said <laughs> i think what the movie does middle is existing like i can appreciate i can watch this movie and have a good enough time and appreciate it but like i said at the top of the podcast i watched it when it came out and then like never went back because i didn't feel the need to because i'm always 100 percent of the time going to go to the original dawn of the dead yeah i get why this movie exists i totally do like bring it to a new generation give it a new coat of paint make a fuckload of money primarily which it did yep. success yeah. uh that's all fine, but at the end of the day, like, did did Dawn of the Dead need to be remade for, Hard like, no. the purposes of what this is as a film? Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's just like, yeah. when I think about this movie, I still think, like, it's how I thought about it before, right? It, it's there. It was, it was decent yeah. to watch. It's a fun time. Yeah, and don't give me, like, this ah. is not a shit on it statement. Like, I can no. totally appreciate the business side of this, and I have fun watching it, yeah. but it doesn't... It's, do it doesn't anything. need to exist. Yeah, it doesn't do so anything. that's why it's middle. Jake, I have I have a question for you. Sure. As the total like zombie hater, lay person, no opinions on zombie movies character of this podcast. Thank um, you. How long a list would you have to make for this to be on it of top zombie movies? Is this like in your top twenty five? Yeah, Ten? I was gonna say twenty. I was gonna say twenty five. It's like it's okay. like right at the cusp of being ranked versus also receiving votes. In a top twenty five zombies. Yeah. Wow. That's low. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd actually have to go through that exercise. You might be calling my bluff, sir. Uh, yeah, it, it is it interesting. Solidly, I was going to say, like, it might I'd, solidly be in there. It'd be below. I was going to say, just out, off the bat, it seems like it'd be below 20 yeah. for me, but. No, I, I don't. You might have called my bluff. Let me. Actually, you know what? This will be Patreon content. Cool. I'm going to do a top 25 zombie movies. Cool. And it's going to end up being like fucking 10 or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> top 25. I can name nine zombie yeah. movies. <laughs> I commit to doing this. I will post it on our Patreon content account thing soon. Yeah. Promises. You're Solid. making false promises. No, just hold me to it, man. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, Billy. What does this movie do wrong? They. Uh, this is. I was. I was on the fence of whether or not this should be a nitpick or a or what a movie does wrong and i'm putting it in does wrong but okay be, because i think well i guess really what the movie does wrong here is that there are there's too much stuff that is assumed or just deus ex machina that's built in to make things like way more dramatic and the thing that like set me over the edge was they had walkie talkies this whole fucking time and they've been communicating via whiteboard and they couldn't <laughs> share with the guy that he couldn't get bit what? Are you they kidding me? No, they, 
The walkie-talkie was on the dog with the supplies that they sent over. He doesn't have a walkie-talkie in the gun store. Walkie-talkies and guns, those go way back, man. He's got walkie-talkies. I can guarantee you he has walkie-talkies. They go way back. <laughs> walkie-talkies and guns. Yeah! Guns, hundreds of years old walkie-talkies invented in the 50s. <laughs> okay, I guess it makes sense that it's walkie-talkie on the dog, but I mean, I don't know. That was something that I did not pick up on shit. Fuck, this continues the theme of this current episode <laughs> of Mark saying something and getting immediately corrected. It was just to continue the Mark, theme, Mark. Thank Mark, you. don't think of it as a correction. Think of it as an addition. Sure. Okay. And someone's got to keep the podcast on theme, Mark. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll you. tell you what this movie does wrong. There's okay. too many goddamn characters, and I don't follow. Like, I, th- Do you think there are? Really? I, the way Do you too really many. think there are too many? I really I did do. not have this take. Or then I don't, like, it's there, trying you gotta have to get me body, invested man. in them, and I'm simply not, because there's too many of them, and it's too spread around. Like, they're all, they're all their own separate groups and different romances, and the only you one have I- have meat bodies. The only one I really think I know I know is Anna, Yeah, that, that I have any idea of, so like, her success. personality. Well, you have the core group, but that is Anna and uh, Kenneth, who's Bing's Ram- Bing Rame's character, and- uh, yeah. yeah, he's got Michael. a pretty simple character, though. Yeah, he's, he's just the enforcer. He has some backstory. He's a cop. He's, yeah, he's seen some shit. He tries to bail. He's There's playing like the very nuanced character of Ving Rhames. <laughs> of, hey, of Shaft. Hey. He's Shaft. There is nothing wrong with that, okay? That's actually a boon for the movie. They call him Shaft in this movie. Well, didn't Ving Rhames <laughs> as Shaft come out like two years prior to this movie? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think they, that was like an 2 ish joint. His character uh, as But yeah, Shaft. I mean, there's the... There's there's the core group of Anna, Kenneth, and Michael, and they sort of tie everything else together. But I actually think this is what the movie does right or middle in a way, is it has them as the core three, but then each other group has their own shit that they're dealing with, and in a way that like actually helps the pacing quite a bit, because you can cross-cut between all the different drama that's happening. It just felt I, too splintered to me. I didn't I like know. it. And I like, didn't have too much trouble. Like, Who did you have trouble focusing? Like, who did you have trouble understanding? Well, I, I mean, I, there is the blonde chick that's nailing Ty Burrell. <laughs> that, that's they, fine. That's, that's all like she appears as if from nowhere. She yeah. was there to be sort of hot, get get plowed, and then get the chainsaw <laughs> through her neck. Get it's plowed. fine. Those characters need to exist. She was a meat body. She was female meat body. I was also confused because, like, then even when, uh, what, the main dude is calling the, the girl with the dog, Honey and Sweetie, over the walkie-talkie. They developed a relationship. But I thought oh, he was no, with that Anna. Was just, oh, no, no, no. That yeah, was the other It's all confusing. Guard. Yeah. You're, no, I think that was just a it's, statement. Yeah, was, I think it was. It but, landed a little weird. Yeah, but I just, and I, I couldn't follow. Like, He's I don't, like a young girl. He's like trying to be fought. I don't know. I fuck. definitely didn't need the conflict with the security guards at first and then reversing that and then adding new groups. And then I was totally fine with the conflict with the security guards. Then there's first. just months where they're living in a cell. Two of the security guards are just months. living in a cell. Months, um, months, months or hours. We're not sure. A, a month. <laughs> I'm gonna put yeah. I'm gonna put it. It does not compute. I don't care. For Some it. period of time. I it, that's what I thought it did, does wrong primarily. It's too splintered. I don't really follow. I don't like any of the characters particularly, or identify with them, or like. I'll go with you there. Okay. There were no characters that I identified with enough to say I liked that character. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe that's a development issue. Maybe it's not. The character I feel like I got the strongest idea of his actual personality was Ty Burrell's character, and that's just because totally. he's cartoon he's a, asshole. Yeah, he's a comic <laughs> dickhead. He's he's like putting on he a suit really and tie well. in a zombie apocalypse. Yep. He got a he's dress like for the rich success. guy. Yeah, he's like the rich guy plowing whatever he can and like yeah, whatever. <laughs> Don't care. Having a mid sized sailboat yeah he's he's the guy that even in a zombie apocalypse will brag about having a sailboat 
<laughs> it's not. But he called it a yacht. A yacht. <laughs> yeah. Well, fine. Whatever. I mean, that actually fits the character <laughs> yeah, it extremely definitely well. Yeah. So that's something in the movie. That's a neat pick. <laughs> should we just blow the whistle? Yeah. We Do you have things that it does objectively wrong, Mark? I have one thing first. Hold on. Hold your horse. Oh, you're the one who said it. What is I happening? Know, I know. Wow. I forgot. You said I blow the whistle and immediately called off the whistle. I don't appreciate this bullshit. Yeah. I self-corrected. Those things should be allowed in life, Mark. Especially no. right now in these trying times. Did anyone else find the audio to be blown out? I could not hear. Like, when they were talking, I had to turn it way the fuck up. And then when there's explosion, I had to turn it way the so fuck I, down. So I didn't have that experience. What I had was um, when when things got loud, when people started yelling... It was literally like if we were to listen to when we're going, ah, like as a test on a mic. Yeah, blown out. I see what you're saying. Like, no, I didn't notice. It out. Didn't notice that. Okay, I had that experience. Mark, uh, the sound seemed totally fucking normal to me, and the mixing seemed relatively fine. I, I didn't you... have either of the issues that you guys are experiencing. How did you watch it? I watched it on a TV with an external speaker system. How did you watch it? Uh, computer headphones. Computer headphones. Yeah. Overall, was very quiet. Continued to be quiet when it was loud, however, it felt blown out. So maybe the headphones were the issue. I maybe. Know. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Just, okay, it's okay. not optimized. It's not a Dolby DTS, whatever the fuck. How dare they? <laughs> Blow the whistle, Mark. I threw it out. Did Perfect. that sound blown out? <laughs> uh, I did. Hey, she knows something terrible is happening immediately. Like, when she goes outside, it is full pandemonium out there. Oh, and the guy God. gets hit by the car. Go get his gun. He gets gun. hit by an ambulance. Bad stuff is... Yeah, yeah. Flattened by an ambulance. Bad stuff is happening. Pick that fucking gun up. Shit's going down. Yeah, you probably want to take the gun. Immediately. Yeah. I, there's, Just get a gun. There, there's a certain amount of shock that you need to, like, factor into that sort of situation. People will be in Mark, denial. Mark, you need some hot bullets, buddy. Yeah, I think that the shock is going to lead me to taking the gun even more. That's, like, all I could think about, I think. That's not really how shock works. Shock isn't what, like, hones your mind so that you're a high-functioning, like, survival bot. Maybe not for you. No, I not for me. Definitely not for me. Bot. I'm going to die immediately in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> what well, we've talked about so many times, Mark. How dare you? Well, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth or bitten in the throat. Fair. Warren Buffett punched said the head, that. But it's punched in the head, but, but sure. No, punch in the mouth. I appreciate, it's punch I in the appreciate mouth. the effort. See, you're continuing the theme right now. <laughs> um, I have he's not because it's definitely punched in the mouth. I have a nitpick with the beginning of the film. Okay. And it happens multiple times in like the first 15 minutes. I don't know what to call this, but it's you would know it when you hear it. It's like the female version of the Wilhelm scream is used in this movie multiple times. Okay. It's used before. It's used in the cold open and in the intro credits. Don't do that. Interesting. Don't is it the Wilhelm scream or is it the other famous scream? Because I actually don't think it's Wilhelm. I think it's the one no, that I he, don't Jake know. Jake said the it's most. the female version of the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. It's that, like that, the, then that's think, just not the Wilhelm scream. What are you talking about? I know, about? but it's like if I played it for you, you'd be like, oh my God, that thing. I've heard it seven million times. Yeah, it is funny how frequently we hear those recycled. It's, it is the female version sounds. of the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. It's not like the, <laughs> ah, but it's like the female thing. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair that was a terrible rendition of Wilhelm. It was very bad. It's fine. No, you got it. I also, again, I don't think you're thinking of the Wilhelm scream. I think you're thinking of your. I think you. I think you're thinking of the other one that is the thing you hear when you click no. on the Academy in StarCraft. It's the fire. No, sound. I'm absolutely thinking of the Wilhelm scream. Mm. Okay. Like when someone gets thrown over the side of a boat, he, and he then did, there's like that. Ah. I mean, the scream he did, while not a good impression, did have the exact same arc as the Wilhelm scream. Okay. Well, we'll take this offline. Ah, we'll fight it okay. out. Okay. I don't know. 
Well, yeah, Jesus Christ, this is not important. There are multiple instances in this movie <laughs> of zombies having really, really thin bones. The the main one is when the guys like when the 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 first guy when they first go into the mall right and the guy's downstairs and he's getting attacked by the zombie he shoves a broken pool cue through the zombie's entire skull okay like yeah. up his head and it just like slides through that shit like butter bones that are was, hard that especially was like a, the skull the skull is thick as fuck yeah yeah that was like a from dust till dawn type moment yeah for I sure. appreciate it. <laughs> You might be able to sneak that thing up through like the soft palate, but yeah, I agree. It's not coming out the top. That's for damn Dude, sure. Whatever. That's just Savinia Maj. I don't know. How old is Frank's daughter supposed to be? Who's Oh the- my god. I couldn't figure this out. This was another thing that was confusing. I to agree. Me. Frank is there and he's like fifty five, maybe. Seems that way. How oh, you mean the guy who daughter- plays Moloch in Watchmen? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's in that Collaborators. Movie. Yeah. It's the Snyderverse. Uh, uh, and and then he dies, right? It, the, gets shot in the head. Elects to isolate himself. Yeah. And Ving Rang shoots him. When he turns, but then yeah. like his daughter, like he's. I was under the impression she was like twenty. It, it's yeah. At first, it seemed like she was supposed to be like sixteen, based on their like how they interacted before he died. Yeah, but, but also she's the like actress 20. is definitely not sixteen. Definitely not. I, I was I, I don't know twenty ish. Twenty ish. <laughs> She's sixteen, like Maggie Grace in uh, Taken is sixteen. I mean, she definitely has like that air. She's. An innocent individual. They wanted to have someone like that in this movie. Yeah. But For the I record, know... the the lady who plays her is Lindy Booth, and she was born in 1979. So at the time of the filming, she was 24. Supposed to, but I guess if it took a year for this movie to come out. Yeah. Either way, that whole thing was weird. It read weird. I almost like jumped on him. Like, there's no fucking way but that's <laughs> actually true. Wow. <laughs> Late 70s, and then 24. <laughs> Fuck. In 2004, that's we're old. We're old. It's just, it's all Jesus oldness, Christ. dude. It's all an oldness thing. I don't like it. <laughs> Maybe he met a gold um, digger. You don't know. You don't know what their past lives were. This I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'd say she's a gold digger. This whole, I, I almost and- put this in what the movie does wrong, <laughs> but it, in fact, I think might be a nitpick that they send the dog to go give him supplies, right? Yeah. And then they find two much more effective ways to get him supplies immediately thereafter. First, she drives the truck right up to the door. That would have worked just fine. Then, when she's stuck in, they're like, oh, yeah, just remember, there's a sewer that gets us directly there. It gets. It doesn't get them directly there. It gets them within, like, 50 feet, and that's a dangerous sprint. And they lose multiple people in their party as a result of doing that. So I wouldn't say that at least the sewer method is a more effective route. The they truck one is she's the just box truck, but whatever. <laughs> this is she's just a fucking moron and didn't close the door to the truck. The the box truck was the one that worked fine. That didn't have any issues aside from the. Fact oh yeah, she, she got, got in trouble because he's in there and he's a zombie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And yeah, I mean, yeah. the dog thing worked fine. They just probably should have communicated to him, "Hey, don't let them bite you." You had fucking at least a week to communicate that to him. Chips. Chips is a decent dog. Chips name. is a good and a pretty good dog actor. Oh, great. No, great dog acting. This is the best dog acting since The Thing. I'll tell you that much. Fuck. Escalation (laughs) since The Thing. What the fuck? I don't know. I can't challenge you on this, sir, but I'm sure there's something in between that should be mentioned. Airbud and Wishbone both are between The Thing and this. Oh, I was thinking genre. And Frasier. Yeah, I was thinking genre. Let's keep it within the genre. 
<laughs> Jack's just out here, like, rattling off dog actors. Comet, the dog. Rocket, the dog. Soccer, the dog. All excellent dog actors. Those are all real names of dog actors. I'm aware. I'm aware of this. I wasn't quite sure until you said soccer, and then I was like, they are all real, aren't they? Comet yeah. played Airbud and also Uncle Jesse's dog on Home Alone. Nope, Home Improvement. Nope. Be- home what? Home what? <laughs> home what? No, fucking Uncle Jesse, the Ashley Olsen twins. What show was that show? Oh, Oh, Full Full House. House. Full House, fuck me. Oh, man, I think I just had a stroke. Homes and houses, dude, I feel you. It's it's a tough time. It's so hot in this room. The carbon monoxide might be back. It's like mingling with COVID. It's it's tough, dude. It's tough. It's really well, tough. I mean, we we do subscribe to the miasma theory of disease here on A to Z Horror. Yep. I have a neat pick from the very start of the movie that I'd like to mention. Okay. Sure. Like, almost the first line of the movie is day after tomorrow, and I couldn't help but think this came out, like, right after that movie. <laughs> and I loved it. So it gets a neat pick. I've walked further than that in the snow before. I, I, the only reason I inserted this was to hear Jack say that shit. <laughs> yeah, Jack's number one favorite quote from any movie ever. Of all time. It's, it's such a weird it's favorite so quote. It's so stupid. It is such it's a weird It's the stupidest that thing movie, I've ever that movie is kind of a banger, and it's so weird. <laughs> that, that's it really is. Weirdest... I love that movie, man. Yeah, that movie, I will go with you on that one. That movie is for no, I cannot possibly understand why in my own brain. But Jake that movie Gyllenhaal. is a banger. And Emmy Absolutely Rossum. not because of Jake Gyllenhaal. That, that Emmy, Emmy Rossum, yes. I had such a ginormous crush on her, dude. Still it was do. unreal. Yeah. As a direct really result of that movie, career. and then she made Shameless, and I was like, mm, yes, please. Yes, indeed. <laughs> God, what an absolute stall. I've walked further than that in the snow before is the weirdest interaction of any two humans. <laughs> it's such a strange combination of thoughts. And it works. And then it works. She's like, oh, okay. Well, since you've walked further than that in the snow before. That movie's so sick. Fuck. Okay. Oh my god, dude. He cannot sets talk up about the, the tent in the Wendy's we and he's like using the fryers to heat it up. Oh fuck. The they get chased by an ice crack. That movie's so Dude, they good. get chased They're... by cold. The wolves are on the ship. Just the, just the general concept of being cold. They get chased Fuck. by it. We cannot. It's like, oh, it's a Russian. Stop it's talking a, about the it's a tomorrow. Russian ship. There must be wolves on we it. We have to stop God talking about damn the it. after it's tomorrow. Such a good movie, dude. <laughs> oh, no. I love it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Scarecrow. Scarecrow. And now that we're back, I would like to. Uh, I, while we're still talking about things from the beginning of the movie, I am still struggling, struggling even in a zombie apocalypse to come up with an instance where an ambulance would full on plow through a human, a very clearly right? healthy person. The it's fuck? Just, they just boom, like straight out of the Final like, Destination bus scene, just obliterate them. They're going what? Forty five, fifty. You're in Halloween 2. In a is, cul-de-sac. You're in the movie. You're a police officer in the movie Halloween 2. <laughs> That's the situation. He came That's right the at me. I don't know. Best scene in that movie. <laughs> best scene in that movie. <laughs> it just levels that motherfucker. Yeah. I, yeah. Oof. I love it. The, the ragdoll on that guy. Perfect. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a good effects movie when that happened. I needed a second. It's a great, it's a great cold open. I'll tell you yeah. that much. When Andy turns into a zombie, why does zombie version of Andy smear blood on his side and then hold it, it up was to so him? Fun. It's I like mean, kind of a, it's a funny bit, but that's it's why. so irritating. Yeah, to me. it's it's an it's an, a funny but perplexing bit. <laughs> it's it's I'm something okay they it. kind of reference a little. A he could be like in the process of dying as he's doing it, and B I don't they mention something where they retain 
certain like motor behaviors or whatever. I think they mention it offhandedly in one of the. They, TV so, no, you know what? You know what? You know what confirms what you're saying is like the it's the propane sequence when what's his name, bro, like throws it off, and then there's like the bodybuilder that holds it up. Yeah, like he's deadlifting the propane. That's kind of the same thing. Wow, that is a deep fucking theory. Fan theory. Fan theory. <laughs> hey, speaking of propane tanks, maybe wait till you're outside the bus to light that fucker on fire. Also, oh my god, I was like, it's gonna blow inside. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of problems with the propane tanks in this movie. Yeah, also Namely that, ex- that everyone would be dead always because yeah. of the blast radius of these propane tanks. That that was that that was absurd. Well, and then it zooms so far out to show you the explosion, and one of the buses is entirely engulfed in it. Yeah, and yeah. Then there's like whatever, it's fine. There it's is fine. not a human being on this planet that could throw a pro- propane tank over their head, soccer style, far enough that it wouldn't kill them when they exploded it. <laughs> yeah. Uh yes. Hondo <laughs> P. One of he those was also above the top of the bus. Like maybe one maybe of those you could paper toss you... guys. Really? Yeah, maybe. No way. Maybe they're they're big and strong, big and beefy. What would the blast radius be on a propane tank? Huge. Yeah, they're not fa- they're not th- What are we th- give me a number. What are we thinking? 100 feet? There's no way they're throwing it 100 feet, dude. That shit is heavy when it has propane in it. Yeah, it, those things are fucking heavy and the thing that we're the thing that this movie I think generally undervalues is not the like flame, like it's not it's not the fireball that is created, but it's the blast that is like the yeah. compressive the, air force. The sh- like yeah. these people's yeah. brains will be liquefied. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they ca- everyone is dead. Yeah, yeah. Like it kind of gets to that with like all the zombies are dead, but then like the the bus is like some force field. No, and they do they do pay more attention to the propane tanks than movies usually do, right? Usually it's just like shoot the fucking propane tank, it'll explode. Yeah, is they put a flare these on ones, it. Yeah, these ones like do have ignition and then release and then it double ignition. So it's like, they have one, the right it, sequence. Yeah, exactly. Things. It's one thing for like the uh, like outside Fourth of July grill style propane tank to be. I don't know, 50 feet from you when it explodes. But at the end of the movie, when the dude is in the bus, when EJ or CJ, whatever the fuck the guy's name is, he blows up a propane tank that is, I don't know, 100 gallons of propane That's or something? Industrial. That's it's not so propane, big. is it? I, I don't know. I, mean, I thought that was gas, propane. maybe. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was gasoline. It's, um, it's not re- gasoline. Re- okay. Well, regardless, it was 17 times the size of the other one, <laughs> and the blast so was 17 times smaller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's tiny, yeah. and no one is affected. No one even yeah. falls over. No one even stumbles. Kills like three <laughs> zombies. Continuity <laughs> error or something. Definitely not that. <laughs> I think it's continuity. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh, fuck. Oh, my God. I have more nitpicks, I think. Cool. So say this one of the them. time for them. You have to find them, though. Good. I mean, when is the power going to shut off? That I actually kind of like this. It's better for the movie overall if they're not trying to also run generators and all this other like mechanical bullshit. But but also it becomes a little weird when they've clearly been trapped in this mall for a week or more, and the elevators still work fine, and somehow they're still playing like Muzak. Like, well, that's that's the same day, right? All that stuff is the same day. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking the at the end when they're escaping and they take the elevator down to the parking garage yeah, and that the doors close as the zombies are attacking and I think there's still music playing and you're like, well, wait a minute. Why did the elevator well, still have power? Or, yeah, or if they're saying it's some kind of emergency backup generator that runs the elevator, why does the Muzak also run off a of backup emergency generator? Right, it's like, who's, ru- who's manning these systems that's like, yes, we need to keep the, we need to keep the smooth jazz playing. Because well, if you're in an emergency, you need that music. It's a, it's a big <laughs> stress headspace. relief, yeah. It's a headspace thing. It's a classic 
solar power Jenny. Because they do go turn on the emergency backup generator, right? They do call that out. Yeah, but There's don't they also there. set it on fire? Isn't that that same scene? <laughs> yes. Maybe it's fire. Re- fire it's standing. Okay. It's a fire retardant Jenny. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'll give you that. Fire ret- it actively suppresses fire. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> there we go. It's a neat pick. We got there. Okay, my last one that's even worth mentioning is near the end, before before they actually make their escape towards the yacht, air quotes, they're going upstairs, the schooner. and the zombies come at them, right? Okay. But the, these zombies are so fast, but then they like get them up the stairs, and then they slow down to be all menacing. Why? It's dramatic. That change in behavior. It's dramatic. Is, it's fucked. So that's <laughs> I, that's kind of what I was. I mentioned this earlier. There's a lot of Deus Ex Machina in the plot of just like when things happen and how they happen. That's certainly one of them. The like walkie talkies able to call. The walkie talkies, yes. I guess, is forgivable because of what you said earlier. But there's a bunch of other stuff with the propane explosions, with Mackay Pfeiffer's wife not dying. So everybody else who gets bit dies within like six hours. Her, yep. His wife takes bit at the beginning of all this and then somehow lasts like ten days. Yeah. It's the power of the baby. She's we like leeching we, it off into another being. So how have we longer. gone this far without talking about zombie baby? Zombie baby. Oh, this my is what God. this movie does right. <laughs> Should have mentioned that it's earlier. so weird. But it it's a, a good it's a good take. I don't think there's any other zombie babies out there in the world. I'm unaware of any. I think it's a real. I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> Doesn't look great. No, but uh, whatever, dude. It's fine. Should've they couldn't. Better. They couldn't find any actual zombie babies to use, so they had to animate it. Unfortunately, that whole Mackay Pfeiffer storyline is bizarre. It is no. Weird. Don't come His check out my wife. She's fine. She's fine. Trust me. She's yeah, fine. The- and literally, no one in the group is like. Should we check on her though? <laughs> yeah, but like you've, we should probably check. You've on just her. sequestered her for for a week now, and I haven't seen her. Does she have food or water? Yeah. Oh, you've he, strapped her to a bed and held all of her appendages down. Oh yeah, this is fine. Okay, we're cool with this. Yeah, Makai's got it, man. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Also, the fact that he thinks that baby is going to be okay. Also, the fact that Makai Pfeiffer has a Russian mail order bride. Like what? It's all very bizarre. He was, what, a petty criminal or something? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean according to Ving Rhames, he's someone who stole televisions, at least. And he is the most fascinating character in this movie. He's a perfect shot. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's wild. Okay. Okay. God, I'm done. Zombie baby really threw me off. I'm done. I forgot about that zombie baby. I, I actually also got to, like, really praise the movie for the melodrama of the gunfight between Mackay Pfeiffer and the, uh, I wish I knew her name, the older lady who walks in there to discover <laughs> the scene. And they each discharge, like, 12 bullets into each other <laughs> in <laughs> slow-mo. And every yep. time a bullet is discharged, the Zack Snyder zooms in on the front of, like, the muzzle of the gun and shows the he- whole, like, the the whole like firing trigger thing happening. He does that with the shotgun a lot too, where it's like instead of showing you what Ving Rames is shooting at, he just shows you a close up of muzzle flare. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. I have a question stupid. for you actually on this vein, Jack. I am not a person who's ever fired a gun in my life, and I feel like you can tell me about this. Uh does it do literally anything to pull the hammer back on a revolver? Yes, they it does. do a lot in this movie. It, on a revolver, it probably does. Most revolvers, it makes the hammer pull, like, uh, when you pull back the hammer like that, it makes the trigger pull a lot easier. Oh, I got So you. usually usually when you So it becomes a trigger, hair trigger instead of, like, a multi-pound pull? Exactly. Okay. Because usually Fine. your action also rotates the barrel one chamber, uh, but doing pulling the hammer back does that work for you. Gotcha. Okay. Nitpick so. rescinded, then. On, on, on a 
revolver probably on a like a nine millimeter handgun absolutely not like a standard pistol no <laughs> it won't do anything well no it's it, they do it in the on the revolver a lot the no i know but in a lot of movies magnum in this movie in a lot of movies they do not <laughs> yeah well okay yeah just on like a general glock nine millimeter and they pull the hammer back that doesn't yeah do shit. that does nothing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, yeah, that's a nitpick I have. Fucking show me what Vin Rames is shooting at, not just a close-up of the stupid shotgun. <laughs> that I think is reused a few times. I think it's the same shot. You gotta pick your moments for yourself. <laughs> the background's always the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm okay, I'm okay, though, with them not showing all of the carnage. Like, yeah, but only... I don't need to see Ooh, the shotgun again. This either. actually, this there. actually brings up a good point. So, how did you guys watch this movie? Because I rented it on Amazon and I rented the director's cut, which is an extra nine minutes long. No, I did not rent the director's cut. Oh, okay. Because I saw it was an extra nine. What minutes were those long. nine minutes? Tell me with excruciating detail. I that take less have a than hard time minutes. picking out what was and wasn't the director's cut. Supposedly, it's more gore, but it seemed relatively normal to me. Uh, I have one question for you, though. When they kill Andy, do they show how his head gets blown off in the normal version? You they shoot him because at least in the one I saw, they like blow his head off and his like it's like it's like jaw upward and yeah. then his like no. lower teeth are still there. Yeah, that's I'll, yeah, that that's was mine. It, it doesn't linger on it. But. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, it doesn't it, linger on it in mine this. either. But it's right here. The one the one thing one of the thing yeah exactly one also of the things a jaw one of the yeah. things I had written down was that my wife had a really weird like appreciation for that scene. <laughs> she, after it, she was like, well, that was great. Man, that's a lot of attention to detail. Just having them blow the top of the head off instead of like the whole head. That's weird. And I was like, sure, honey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. My wife has a dark side to her. <laughs> well, I think that's about time to go to ratings then. Yep. <clears throat> hey, honey. Get up. Come on, get down with the sickness. Open up your head and let it flow into me. We over the easy horror use a one through ten rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Lydia. We rate how much people should worry about how much puss Cole is getting. Every round we're losing a half a million dollars, so let's stop talking about how much pussy we're getting. Of course you're getting a lot of puss. Let's get our shit together and come up with a plan. And for ten, think about Michael Bloomberg would rate big gay ice cream. Hmm. Big gay ice cream is the best. Stories first getting going to rate these movies. Mark, your pick, your story rating, buddy. I gave this movie a six. Uh, this is not really a movie that you watch for the story, and I think we've nitpicked a, a few things about it where there's a lot of deus ex machina-like aspects of the story where things don't really fully make sense. But overall, it's strong as far as like character arcs go and the way that it hits the, the zombie apocalypse like notes of the initial outbreak and then like people initially being in denial and then working to just sort of cope with it and then try finally trying to escape and their escape plans for the most part makes sense except for the whole Andy debacle. So, I mean, whatever it's better than average. I gave it a six. Yeah. I gave it a six. Same reason, same score. Jake, same reasons, different score. I gave it five and a half. Felt like the Andy Dalton to me. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I said same reasons, but yeah. a different score. It felt yeah. like an Andy Dalton. And I feel like your description was sort of Andy Dalton y. World building immersion is our second category. I'm moving past it. I'm just moving right past it. Mark, what is your world building and immersion score? Six and a half. This is a movie where you're not watching this for story, but you probably are watching this for immersion. This is 
It's a fun zombie movie. We discussed this a little bit earlier in the podcast. Uh, this is like way more fun than, say, Here Alone or another type zombie movie. It's not a drudge. There is one. There, there are points in this movie where you're actually like actively having fun watching it. The only thing that pulls it back a little bit is the general motivations that are going on, and uh, obviously a few of the things that tie in from story. So, uh, pretty pretty high up there, but not definitely not in the upper echelon. Six and a half. Yeah, I gave it a five, um, and I think it's a little bit of a tilt down from maybe how I felt when I was watching it. It's it's just that it's it is immersive, it is fun. I do like the like little mall that they build with Andy across the parking lot. That's a fun little world that they control and build. But it's just I think that one that tonal shift really took me out of it, and two the fact that there's so many different splintered character groups, you never really spend that much time with any of them hurts the immersion for me. So it's a five. It's pretty good. It's not fantastic. Jake, uh, I gave it a seven. Pretty much the only issue that I Woo! had here, I agree with what you were saying. Pretty much the only issue that I had with this one was that it felt, it started to feel overlong to me. Yeah. I don't know that I would say it's pacing. It's just, there's a lot. Like there's, there's multiple a lot, scenes that could have been trimmed down. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like pacing to me. It just felt like they didn't need as much as yeah. they had, I yeah, guess. Definitely. So, yeah. It's going to take us into Scare Factor. Mark, what is your Scare Factor score? I give this a five and a half. This is one that could go any number of different directions. This is a zombie movie. It is like the middle of the road zombie movie. Zombies be zombies. Not mean like, Not I don't mean. know. If this is scary to you, then it's scary to you. I don't think it's particularly scary. But also, it's certainly like apropos of the current situation where like there's an outbreak. <laughs> so it's in a, interesting it, to be watching this now. Yeah, I, I I did not pick this initially because of the current state of the world, but now in retrospect, like not a bad pick for the fact yeah. that like most of our offices are shutting down and like crazy shit is happening in the world. I yeah. might have picked viral instead of this one because I think that handles the initial outbreak a little better than this movie. But like honestly, whatever. That's that's the headspace that I'm in right now. I'm stressed and I don't know how to deal with things. I gave it a five and a half. <laughs> I gave it a four. I agree with everything you said, Mark. Um, it's just, there's nothing particularly terrifying here. It's not like, it's definitely scary in a way different way than the original uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead is. Uh, like that one's that slow burn, just dread of what's happening outside over the course of months. This one is much more just these zombies going to get you right now. Um, I, I will say I was pretty disturbed <laughs> by uh, Mackay Pfeiffer, like putting his head on his dead pregnant Russian wife's stomach and having the little zombie baby fist poke up through it. Yeah. And then the zombie baby itself was disturbing. Four. Jake. Four. Sooner I don't have much to add. Later, zombies gonna get you. Sooner or later. Zombies gonna win. And now I'm gonna add nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that in the clear. Yep. <laughs> That's gonna take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Mark, what is your effects or judicious lack thereof? Score. Six and a half, and honestly, I feel like this might be a little bit low. Um, this is a great effects movie. Uh, they do a phenomenal job. There's a few CG shots, particularly the like zoomed out shots of the explosions and stuff that you can tell are like very much the 2004 computer animated graphics type stuff. But overall, I mean, they do a phenomenal job of the practical effects. Yeah, I completely agree. I gave it a seven. This is a really good effects movie. The zombies look fantastic. It's, it's hindered by its uh, CG, which is very bad, but not as bad as it could be. For and the also era. not so. particularly not used that frequently. Like it comes in every once in a while, but it doesn't hinder yep. most scenes. That 
is the key. Definitely. Buddy. That's why I tie. It's a seven. That's the key. I gave, it, I gave it a seven and a half. Okay. I think this movie yeah. looks good. I love it. It does. I think yeah. this movie looks good. And what we were talking about earlier. and Zombie Baby Mark. doesn't look great. <laughs> yeah, but you don't fine. see a lot of it. You don't see a lot of it, and that's okay. Uh, they, for the most part, know how to pick their spots, and you don't have to, like, deal with a lot of shitty CG. There is some, but even like like Mark said, for the era, it's at least on par and everything practically looks great. So, seven and a half. Cool. Overall, Mark? I gave it a seven. This is a little bit of a tilt up for me, but I really like this movie. I think the overall, tonally, it, it matches what it needs to be well. It is a good compromise between a really fun and funny and entertaining movie with how bleak a zombie apocalypse actually should be. And the the marriage of those two things comes together to form a pretty entertaining and rewatchable and scary horror movie package. So I like it. Yeah, I give it a six. Uh, I agree with you. I think this is even, like, it's so funny because when I think about this movie, I enjoyed watching it, but I don't really want to watch it again. And I don't think I like it that much, but it's a good movie. It's a good, fun movie. I I had a fun time watching it. It's a six, Jake. I love it when you guys begrudgingly like Mark picks. That's interesting to me. <laughs> I gave it a seven. I I enjoyed this film. Like, yeah. Stand alone, put it in a vacuum. This is a good zombie film. I liked it. All right. Thumbs up, thumbs down, boys. Mark, it's an easy thumbs, thumbs up. up from you. Thumbs yep. up. Yep. Jake? Uh, this is hard. Mr. Zombie Guy? It's hard. I. I He's I not the zombie the- guy. He's said this many times. <laughs> I think for the purposes of this exercise, I have to give it a thumbs up. But I don't know. Like, are we allowed to? Can I give this a thumbs down just by virtue of I think you should just go and watch the original and you're gonna get what you need? Yeah. So, so hold on. I want to do that. I want to do that as a separate exercise. As right. in a vacuum, is this a thumbs up? And then secondarily, this versus the 19 whatever version. Okay. The older okay. Version, in a vacuum, thumb. In a vacuum, thumbs up. Hundred percent. Easy okay. thumbs up. I think I'm a thumbs down in a vacuum, and I'm Weird. just thinking about my desire to watch this movie again, which is nil. I've really, okay. I've seen it. It's it's well. I made. feel like I feel like you're still being influenced by other zombie films. Maybe. If this was like the zombie film, you would be fucking like frothing at the mouth right now. If this was the only zombie movie, yeah, if this like, invented the concept of zombies. You know what, yeah, you know what I mean? If, I don't. if zombie films were not overwrought, you would like this movie more than you do. <laughs> okay, if you lived in this like universe specifically where saying. no one knew what a zombie was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they do that in this movie. Fuck. That, that's what, that's what I'm saying. saying. Nah, you're like sort of saying it. I don't <laughs> no, need to listen to you. He said it He's like listening. This came out the same day as Shaun of the Dead, or should have. Like, the, the, I, It's a thumbs down for me. I don't think I'm going to recommend this movie to anyone ever. And I'm not ever looking forward to watching it again. Okay, uh, but okay, I, had, wow. I had a fun wow. time while I was watching it. Okay, it's, wow. it's a weird. I would rewatch this place. movie right fucking now. <laughs> Please do. I would too, but I would rather rewatch other ones. That's kind of what I'm getting. Like at. Eight Mile. I, uh, Eight Mile's great. Weird... Yeah. yeah, vastly superior. Mackay Pfeiffer fucking Beat Rabbit, man. <laughs> yes, I, man, I can't tell you guys how much I watched that final rap battle scene from 8 Mile. It's so fucking good. We have yep. to get out of here. Oh, nope, hold on. Nice. We're not doing this digression. We gotta get out of here. This has been episode 175 of the A to Z Whorecast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to A to Z Whore.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram now. Those links are right down there in the description below. And as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. we got a lot of cool stuff going on over there. Jake's going to do something for I'm about to do a top 25 (laughs) zombie movies of all time. 
check it out. Uh, if that's not what you're into, you're not ready to front the cash, especially in a time like this, that's totally cool. We're going to keep making the same great content for you anyway. As always, the music you're hearing right now, that's coming at you from Super Pair. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, to pair just delightfully with the state of the world right now, we're going to watch a movie about actually going to hell. And that's Basket. That's coming at you one week from today. Prepare your buttholes until one week from now. Get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. And watch the day after tomorrow, too. Yeah, do that, too. <laughs> Fuck. I've walked further than that in the snow before. Yeah, you know, like, he pushed me up against a wall and be like, hey, man, what scene is this? <laughs>